Hashtag Verse TV Week 144. Now, our next topic is coming from a friend of the show, Coach Nick Love, who is a love coach. And he posted, do yourself a favor and take mixed signals as a no. Now, as always, I'll acquiesce to whoever wants to go first or I can go first, whatever. I'm ready right here. I'll go um, take mixed signals as a no. I take it as a no or yes or maybe so, which however I feel with whatever the situation, because I mean, we all have brains and I'm kind of like, depending on the thing, I'm like, whichever one to, that's all I have. <laughs> See, that, that's a Gemini in you. But usually it'd be a no, no. Huh? Yes, <laughs> you're probably right. Is that usually it'll be a no with whatever the situation that sounds kind of iffy-ish. Mm -hmm. You have to use certain, yeah, like yeah, like that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> see, 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 see. We, we understand that. That's the Gemini. <laughs> All right, yes. Chris C. Marie, did you want to go next, or I can go next? Sure, or you can go. Go ahead, okay. Aaron. So. For me, I said, I, I explained how I romantically am a thirsty, desperate kind of guy, often, not always, and particularly not really right now, but I often have been a thirsty, desperate kind of guy, and I would often interpret mixed signals <laughs> as a maybe, you know, maybe he's not good at communicating, you know, so maybe that's why he's giving mixed signals, because maybe he just doesn't really know how to communicate. In a lot of cases, those mixed signals should be interpreted as simply a no. But I would say the, the way I would handle it is I'd be like, well, maybe if I stay consistent with him, it will, it will work out. And you know what? I'm 38 years old. I've been dating since I was 19. Hasn't worked out that way since, or, or, or in all of this time. Anyway, wow. Being 38, dating since I was 19, 19, 28, 38. Oh my gosh. That's almost 20 years. Chrissy Marie, it's on you, sister. Yeah, so I totally agree with what both of you said. First of all, you mentioned consistency. You're consistent, right? I'm the same type of way. Consistency is really important for something not to be mixed. And yeah, take it as a no. Because and their inconsistency is uh, it's all about them and whatever they're doing. Because they're, that's like a, you know, a lack of interest. Like if it's just touch and go or whatever, and it's just all about sex or whatever. A lot of times people aren't even honest from the jump. They, they're attracted to you sexually. And that's just what they want. They don't want nothing else. They don't care about your interests. They don't care about really anything. They might make some small talk or whatever or pretend, maybe. But for the most part, 
they just want they just they just want to clap. <laughs> they just they just want to they just want to hook up. They just want a sneaky link. You know, and uh, really, that's not hard to figure out if you're attracted to someone who does that because that is still a consistent behavior. The inconsistencies and the mixed signals and the, oh, like I'm placing the responsibility on you for, uh, for, you, uh, for you to reach out, you know? Because if I express interest, well, you know I'm interested, but if you're interested, you're really interested in me, then show interest consistently you know and consistent doesn't have to be like every single day unless you start dating unless you're like in a commit a commitment but you know because people who are single like i'm single uh i'm not interested in dating at this time even though i have a lot of people who are interested in dating me yes and I'm not scared. I just really know what I want. And I really pay attention now. Like there's key things that are that I really need to, uh, to, I really need in order for me to make a decision about even being interested now. Like attraction is one thing, you know, attraction and interest is one thing, but um, I don't know. I don't decide if I like someone too quickly anymore because that's gotten me in trouble. That's that's gotten me uh, in a domestic situation, and that's I don't want that ever in my life ever. So, you know, do I want? I have children. I have uh, I have a, a vision for my life. I have goals to reach. Do I want any of that to ever interfere or to, to hold me back from that because of whatever reason that has nothing to do with me? Never, never do I ever want that. So mixed signals is definitely a no. Jasmine, it's on you. Yep, okay. How would you describe your spending habits? My spending habits will be... Well, they were, and they're not like that anymore, but they're still always like that. Um, like most people, not so good, but it's getting, it's it's better. But sometimes if I feel like yeah, I can, I'm going to do what I want. Like a lot of people, but I consider myself like, it's both, but it's, it's more on a better end. I'm not like wild, crazy uh, spender in general. I'll like a little go out like get whatever that I might want if I have it but at the same time not like crazy crazy whenever I do it but yeah that's all I got oh Chrissy and then Aaron all right okay so you all know I'm a single mother so I've had to learn how to stretch everything I've earned so I, I would I would label myself as cost conservative but I do believe in um, quality 
So, um, and then I, I do uh, also believe that if it's for free, it's for me, but not everything, uh, certain things. Like I, I'll pay top dollar for my bed, for my fridge, for my stove, washer and dryer, things I'm gonna use on a regular basis because I have a lot of responsibility and it's important that I, I, I rest well when I, when I rest. Um, I'll, I'll get a couch for free. This table behind me, I got for free off of Craigslist. All I had to do was show up and pick it up. So I, I my spending habits, I'm, I'm cost conservative. Um, I use coupons. I, I look for deals. I'm not looking to spend money um, because I make sure I, bills are paid. Like I gotta make sure bills are a priority and my children's needs and my needs are a priority. So if I if I can get it for free, that's great. Uh, if I can get it for less than retail, that's that's great too. So um, I my habits are uh, very conscious of my budget. That's my answer. All right, and for me. I try my best to save. I, I'm being honest. I, there was a time that I, I would, I, I think I've always called myself thrifty or cheap. And in some cases I can be a guilty pleasure of mine that I do enjoy are electronic devices and there have been times that I have splurged on such things, but at 38, I'm proud to say that I am finally doing a better job not throwing money away and living well within a reasonable uh, amount of spending. That's me. And that's my answer. Can I add to that? I was going to say I'm all of that, what you guys are. And because of how I grew up, how I am, I'm a female, I'm jazz, I'm a human and all that. And how I grew up, I'm all those things. I'm like, I am not the coupon person, but I can be. So I haven't really been the coupon person, but I've used coupons, but I do shop at all this, whenever I get a chance and just out, cause I haven't really, however many times I just shop like everybody, I went and shopped where there was like, not really grocery shopping, but I went to the store just to get something like one or two things, but when I, in the clothes or whatever, but usually, I happen to go to the store like Walmart or wherever that happened to have all those or the corner store. But like, like I'm saying, like she's saying, when I get things, usually I get things when I happen to buy them, whatever things I get, like the clothes or the, the food, which is not much. So I haven't really shopped like that, but I do like what I like. And I kind of go to all like whatever random store that most people go to. Like I kind of like hire some expensive stuff, but not very expensive. 
but I like regular okay stuff like I guess like Ross and Mama and all that stuff so and kind of like that and get stuff free too so I always find good stuff for free <laughs> yeah and that's also a discipline oh. that you're spending because yeah you see stuff you like and everything however if you don't it, like for me in my the way I think if it's not a necessity I'm not if I and I know that I have a budget for just these bills or just this you know food or whatever or for gas or whatever I'm not spending money on something I don't need because everything I need I have already and I'm not, you know, it's just, it's just frivolous. And then I don't really care about keeping up with any type of trends because that can be expensive. You know, it's just not, it's just not smart, not wise at all. Especially if you're a person who is saving for something, right? <laughs> you don't yeah, want right. to spend that money. Yeah, you want to have like, that. I'm planning a vacation very soon and i'm not gonna be spending all my money on my vacation but i'm gonna have my vacation you know yeah that's true <laughs> of course yeah i do i do say that and but yeah sometimes mm -hmm. cleveland uh, is coming up and i i i want to uh invest i, I i'm on the point that i i'm looking at investing in home ownership so that's part of my saving but I, I keep going back and forth about that because i'm like eh. especially with all of our cleveland snow i'm like eh, living in an apartment it is nice that people take care of the snow for us you know so eh, i don't know but with Mayor Bibb bringing up Cleveland, I really want to get in there because I do believe that things are going to, values are going to skyrocket. We might have another DC on our hands, y'all. Anyway. Yeah, if they, if they open up these businesses for the NBA finals, then our businesses will create that, even like give it a, a little thrust. Uh, but we're, we're not. 2 a.m not fair not right Ridiculous. you know what fine I, I am so outside of the sports thing you know i i don't want to blame my sexuality because i i know a number of gay dudes who are very much into sports but you mentioned the the finals before is that something that's coming here yes and listen it's coming uh, here it's going to be here and these businesses, especially these uh, the, these Black-owned businesses, need to be open. Mm -hmm. They need to be available for the consumers coming here for that occasion. And they're not going to be open past 2 a.m., which, what, what, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, how are people supposed to provide for their families. That's what uh, Bashir, Bashir Jones was just talking about. I was watching the live before jumping on the show. He was talking about that. They're not going to, you know, be able to, you know, have that extra boost and in income to feed their families or to invest in other businesses or anything like that. If something major 
like that type of event is in our city and nobody can spend their money in these businesses because everything is closing at 2 a.m. It's not, it's not right. It's all political. It's all political. And it's, I'm oh, right in the game, Rose. I'm right in the game, and I, I'm definitely. Uh, I, you know, I heard what you said. I heard what you said, Bashir. I'm definitely gonna speak to the councilman because people are gonna be outraged about it. You know, I mean, I know there's like after-hour spots and stuff like that, but for you know, established businesses who patron to our our cities, our local consumers, and to people who want to come someplace and enjoy the game, and people from out of town who want to come enjoy the game, you know, it's, 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 it's important for the economic in, impact of our city. So, you know, I totally, I totally got that. Like, man, it's just, it's just, it's a crime. It's wrong to be able to, you know, to, to be able to do that. Like why, why make that type of decision for such an event? Now, what what's confusing me, and I, I, I this is not the topic, so we won't spend all the time. Yeah, on. we don't, we don't. We but what you said that after hours spots can still be opened, but main businesses have to close. I I don't get that. No, after hours spots are not usually. Oh, so everything has to close at 2 a.m. Yeah, they're not, they don't want anyone being served alcohol. But, you know, people go uh, and have uh, responsible uh, fun at these establishments. And a lot of them are Black-owned businesses in the inner city, you know, or, or mom and, you know, mom and pop businesses are business, self-employed business. They're, these are self-employed people. If you own an establishment that serves the public, it is, you're self-employed you're you're you know you're providing a service that people want and if you know if if it's something like that like of course you can I don't know I shouldn't I don't know I'm I'm kind of uh because me personally I don't frequent bars I've got my family owns a bar I'll go to that I go I'll go there if they invite me for a special event for to support my family and their business because I support my family and I support black owned businesses. So I'll go there to support It's four minutes from my house. But if I want to drink normally, I would just go to the liquor store and, you know, get something and enjoy that whenever. But, you know, for something, uh, for something like the, the NBA, NBA finals, like, come on, that's like, that's economic impact at its finest with people coming here from out of town and they don't have really too many amenities to look forward to after. Like I understand last calls at 2 a.m. That's responsible. But an, another hour, you know what that would do for the city of Cleveland for those business owners? Anyway, that's just my, that's just my opinion. And I'm definitely on board with what Bashir spoke about. Um, but it's not just that. It's a, it's a greater issue than that because people are impoverished um, because of COVID and because of other, other issues, the, the lack of support 
uh, from our political system. And that's just what it is. So, you know, but anyway, that's I another. Heard, I heard of mommy pop business on a stream. I heard of that type of business before. I don't know if I'm right, but I think I'm probably right. Cause what else could it be? I think it's, it's one of those general businesses where it's like only one of those type of things. One business, wherever it's at, is only one of those businesses from the people who own it, and that's it, right? A mom and pop shop. Mom and pop. Yeah, a mom and pop. It could be anything. A re, you know, like a. Uh, yeah, but like it's a, one. Like it's a, just uh, that hardware one hardware store that's mm -hmm. owned by not Home Depot or Lowe's or Menards or something. They're not a. They're not a monopoly. Yeah. Or as you know, a chain it's of some sort. Not owned by yeah, a big franchise. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're not like a McDonald's. They have their own restaurant. But if they become successful, then they'll then be they'll have a chain anyway. It, a it, franchise it, of some sort. But you know, it, it can turn into that. You know, but yeah. if they don't, if they lack the proper support, especially from people who come out of town to spend their money, they come in here. They want to have a good time. You want to give them a good time coming to Cleveland, right? Or any other place. You want to give them a good time. You want them to, of course, be responsible because people who are able to have a good time, they, they want to go home at the at the end of the day. You know? But anyway, oh I apologize yeah, for going off true. on that tangent. You know, it's oh, just... That's true. You know, it was an interesting tangent. And now for our last card, and we learned something. Yay. What? Wait. Ooh. Is which childhood experience has shaped you the most? Hmm. I'll go. And then Aaron and Christy. Shape me the most. I don't. Oh, me always being creative. I used to make butterflies, not butterflies, those, those, there's different ones, but one, for instance, because I, this is something I always did. I used to have a sketch pad because I'm, my DNA from my dad, that's, that's me, I'm an artist, but I always had a sketch pad and I always had some kind of like gel pens and I used to draw all over myself and make flowers with pretty gel pens. Oh, and another thing I met, um, what's that guy's name? The, the guy, he's the council. I don't know his name. He's a figure, uh, Sylvester something. He's a like black guy. He's your skin color. I don't know, but he's the, the something on of Austin or something. I he's met him on a field trip at the, um, what was it, Alamo or something? And I remember his face and his name is Sylvester something or something like that. And then I'm in, what else? And NASA, I remember that trip, so fun. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll go next. And was that your whole thing, Jasmine? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so for me, a childhood memory of mine that shaped me, uh, 
Yeah, always yeah, yeah. honest with Verse TV. So <sighs> I remember a time when I was a young teenager in high school, a male family member of mine, who's not my dad, not my dad, but a male family member of mine. It was a, an intense argument that turned into him. Oh, I, I just remember I, I walked into the room and he was on top of my mom and I tried to separate them but I was just so weak. And then he got on me and I, 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 I in spite of the fact that I'm 6'2", and at the, at the time in New Orleans, I was my heaviest, almost 200 pounds. I, it wasn't 200 pounds of muscle, it was fat. And um, What's the, I remember- Oh, finish, sorry. Well, I, I, I was just saying, I, I remember when he got on me that my mom went into the kitchen because I'm my mom's only son. Well, her, her only blood son and her oldest. And when he got on me, my mom was like, uh-uh. And she went into the kitchen grabbed the biggest knife she could find. And fortunately, the guy who was doing what he did was not an evil guy. Because honestly, with my not being the strongest young man or young kid or older kid, whatever, I and my mom being very small frame and he being very large, he could have easily taken that knife and killed us both if he was like evil, but he didn't do that. So that's that's a good thing. Now, I, I will say this, lady, a pro tip, ladies and gents, don't grab a weapon that you've never used before in the heat of the moment, because it, it, it just won't necessarily, I don't think I started it again. But um, long story short, my biggest memory or whatever, the, the reason that it's significant to me is I think that it didn't play a role in my sexuality because I've been attracted to males like for a very long time since well before this happened. But I think what it contributed to is part of what I look for in a male partner is protection. And that also might lend itself to a, my sometimes liking slightly older guys because it's like their protection. And it's like protection from what? Protection from who? It, it, it's just something that's important to me. 
and to feel protected because like I said, trying to get him off of my mother just really accented how not strong I, I was even before, like, like this is when I was a teen. Anyway, um, so, oh, I also, huh? Oh, go ahead, Jasmine. I do kind of know, but I, I don't know because I don't remember what you, I don't know how to exit, but I kind of know how to exit. I do know what the muscle and fat is in a way, but you said it wasn't fat and muscle. And I heard somebody a long time ago say that exactly what you said regarding them, something dealing with the body. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know because I'm like, yeah, I like, you know, I see the person bodybuilder and that's like muscle, but then I'm like, and then the fat, I know what's like fat is like loose, but I'm like, I don't really like know how to like ask, like, I don't know, like, like that all the time. Yeah. Fat is, it's not muscle and muscle is what you use for strength. Now, fat doesn't have to always be loose for our biology side note. It doesn't have to always be loose, but it's not muscle. And muscle is what you need to do things like get a big, huge man off of your mother when you know they're having a, a difficult moment. I did want to also say, uh, uh huh. I, I did want to also say, with my mom bringing out the knife, when nine one one came there, they were ready to arrest my mom because of that. And I was like, "You can't take my mother out, how dare you? No, no, no." And they were like, "Well, she's the one who got the knife, and he's the one who's bleeding, and." Technically, they were both bleeding, but that's another Good for her. And it's like, well, and this is something good for him that, that he did. He said, no, don't arrest her. I'll just leave. And he left. And I'll also add to that how I... And looking back after, you know, learning a little bit more about psychology in my later years, in my, in that time, due to the tension that was mounting in the household and reached a, uh, a zenith, if you will, at that uh, event, I, I was actually acting out in school. And I, I didn't see it as that, but after that stress left the household, I actually just all of a sudden stopped it. So it, it's amazing how stuff like that can affect kids. Now, I, I did wanna say in, in, in conclusion, which is a horrible way to end a, a thing, but in conclusion, that goes back to like that gorgeous thick dark chocolate dude who mind fucked me and held me in his big, thick, powerful, muscular, and he was muscular too. He was muscular and it, it was muscle and fat. 
but I, I, I'm cool with both. And um, that that's part of what uh, attracted me to that because like just being in his powerful arms, I felt safe. Anyway, Chrissy Marie. So when I was about 15 or 16, uh, one of my first cousins, uh, Michaela, uh, her husband, Khalil, got me a summer job at Cleveland Public Theater. And I worked there for consecutive summers. In fact, I did, uh, I did my senior project at Cleveland Public Theater and uh, did an internship for my senior project, which got me a promotion from student to junior instructor for the last two years that I worked there. And um, that experience, being able to express my creativity in a, in a space where it was welcomed and encouraged is what changed my life um, and shaped my life. Um, because I needed that. I needed that outlet. I needed to be able to express myself. And I needed to be able to, um, that was, that's the first part. I needed to be able to express myself. So, um, of course, life is a, a process. And, you know, every experience is some type of growth and whatnot. And, you know, it, it adds towards your growth as a person. But I, I, I'll say that um, before I became a parent, it, it helped me to decide what my major was in college. When I went to college, it was theater and performing arts because I, I wanted to go to for the gusto. I wanted to be on the big screen and everything. It's not too late, it's not too late. So, um, and, and but I love the intimacy of of theater, of being on stage in front of, of people, or you know, of people being right there with you when you're performing live. Um, uh, I, I just think that's more um, more authentic. Not that like movies couldn't be, because I've I've been moved by quite a few act actors and actresses, and uh, but that has uh, shaped the way that I have. Uh, been resilient uh, during times of trial and change. Uh, it helped me to adjust to motherhood. It helped me to really understand myself uh, more initially. It helped me to have some type of self-concept. It helped me to have self-confidence. And uh, even, although I've struggled with all of those things, uh, I still am. I'm not. I'm not even going to say that I struggle today because I know who I am. So that childhood experience helped shape me, and uh, that's my answer. Now, since everybody shared, you know, positive things. I, I did want to say, yes, I, I did share a 
sad, unfortunate um, situation in my childhood that shaped me because yes, it did shape me. I would like to think that somebody out there somewhere, even just one, learned something from it or took something from it valuable to them or at least knows that you know they're not alone. But as far as positive things, I'll very quickly say in this one minute follow-up, I think part of a benefit of my childhood experience was the fact that I spent the first part of my childhood in New York, mostly upstate New York, and the second part of my childhood in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I, I feel that that cultural, um, di those differences there was actually a, a very helpful thing for me. Yeah, that's a huge, huge difference. Yeah. I, I've been I, I in New York and I've been to Louisiana and it's like, it's like definitely apples and oranges. One place is really fast and other, the other places not so fast. It's just a lot of space. And, so you got to get up early <laughs> to get stuff done. <laughs> no. so it's, a, it's a big, huge difference. It's a huge difference. And, and one thing that was so interesting about it was for me, moving from upstate New York to New Orleans, Louisiana at 13, I was moving to the big city. Because yeah. coming from upstate New York, New Orleans, Louisiana was like the big city. I was like, oh my gosh, we're moving to the big city, you know? And, and people would always be like, but you're from New York. I'm like, I'm from upstate New York. There's a big difference. Anyway, but yeah. All right, are we ready to close out? I just, <laughs> just want to say, Aaron, before you, we close, is that like that has a huge impact on our lives like as children when our parents move us to you know certain from one place to another like state to state is a drastic change that's like a huge drastic change and for whatever reason um, it's never our choice especially for you know if you're a child and your parent just moves you somewhere or if there's something that happens like divorce or whatever um, you know, uh, it's a drastic change to have to adjust to as a, as a child and as some, as a child that's prepubescent or in puberty, you know, it's, you're already going through changes already. And then you're taking, going through changes on the outside as well as the inside. So it's like a lot to adjust to it, a lot to process, you know, and that definitely, I like to think, I, I just, like you said that, and it just makes me think like our entire lifespan are full of experiences that shape who we are. Yeah. And you're the bomb.com and I just love you. Oh, <laughs> you too, Chrissy, Marie, and just everybody, you all are, and Jasmine G, you're awesome too. You should go by Jasmine G. That that, that yeah you, you yeah it like once. Like Becky like, G. Oh, Jasmine G. Huh? I said like Becky G. Jasmine G. 
Except for you, you're you're associated with the prettiest, uh, the prettiest flower that smells so wonderful. Oh, Jasmine! I get it. I get it. Who's begging? My sister's name is Jasmine. I only have one sister, and her name is Jasmine. I was 16 when she was born, and yes, I love her. I love my sister. Yeah. Nice. You were the only spoiled one for a long time. I wasn't spoiled. I was the oldest. And my and I had brothers under me. I was not spoiled at all. Really? I've been working <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> no, the only time I'm spoiled is if I do it myself. And I don't do that often because I always have things to do. And that's okay because I'm okay with that. I'm strong enough to deal with it. So, but sometimes I'm learning now to take time to reward Chrissy for you're cool like that that's what I just see <laughs> so you're cool like that <laughs> all right so let's right, close out the show right quick so this has been week 144 on hashtag verse tv and we will close out and then I will finish the close out but starting with Chrissy Marie Hey everyone, it's Chrissy Marie from Cleveland, Ohio. You can find me on Instagram at Chrissy Marie or on Facebook at Christine Shields. Uh, and it was this was really great. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And how do you spell Chrissy? C H R I S capital S E E M A R I E. Just like it's spelled on the screen there. And Jasmine. Yes, um, Jasmine from H-Town. Find me at Just Being Jazzy Podcast on YouTube, Pretty Creole Girl, Instagram, and Jasmine Gary on Facebook. Night, guys, and thanks. Good night. Right, and hashtag VerseTV at www.versetv.com, B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B. And I'm Aaron Mack. And thank you all very much. And have a good night. Good night. Hashtag Verse TV, the homeless talk show. I am Chrissy Marie. Hey, everyone. I'm Aaron Mack. Jasmine from Houston. Hey, guys. How are you? Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV. Week 144.